we present I'm Sorry I Haven't a Clue, the antidote to panel games. At the piano is Colin Sell, and your chairman is Humphrey Littleton. Hello and welcome to I'm Sorry I Haven't a Clue. This week we can promise you another close contest between two evenly matched teams. They're both useless. Tim Brooklyn and Willie Rust are on my right. <laughs> Kenny Everett and Barry Cry are on my left. And our scorer, Samantha, of course, on my, knee, on my right hand side. <laughs> We're going to start with a game called Word for Word. In this round, one of the members of a team says a word, and his partner must say another word totally unconnected with the first, and so on. The other team may challenge and try and prove a connection. Rules absolutely clear? Okay, well, we'll start with you. Tim. Sunbeam. Gin. Rubber. Lozenge. Goose pimples. Hey. Ah. Challenge from there are lozenges for the treatment of goose pimples. You're right. They are, because right. they go concave. They go in. <laughs> As you take the lozenge. Yes, I'll accept that. So will goose you take it up with lozenges. the word? I mean, yeah. All right, Barry, I've accepted it. Will okay. you take it? <laughs> word of your own, please. Gargoyle. Loin. Splint. <laughs> Challenge there. I hoped I wouldn't have to say this. <laughs> <laughs> the medical profession isn't up to much. These they gave me a very pistol in my suppositories, but the loin <laughs> and the splint, I'm afraid I, I have been able to combine. <laughs> Doctor. Yes, I'll accept that. A loin splint is not unknown. No. <laughs> Every day since career has been a bonus, hasn't it? Mm. Okay. <laughs> Take it up then, Willie. Oh, Sprat. Wasp. Ah. Challenge there from Kenny. There is a connection between the two, but I'm not allowed to reveal it. <laughs> My brain is a member of the Masons. <laughs> Never seen anybody pull a trouser leg over their head before. <laughs> I don't really think I can... Uh, I sympathise, but Go I don't on, think on. I can... I don't think I can accept that. You sympathise with the Mason. I sympathise with Kenny Everett, and I'll go no further than that. Yeah, it's obvious why, isn't it? But I won't pursue this. <laughs> Carry on, Tim. Ah, escapologist. Tramline. Collywood. Ah. Challenge there from Kenny Everett. An escapologist. <laughs> An escapologist could be chained to a tramline. Oh. Yes. 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 That is yes. true. Excellent. Yes. Yeah. So it's Excellent. you to take it up, Kenny. Okay. Oh, was that the word? Yes. Oh, right. Steer. Nothing <laughs> there, Tim. I don't think. No, I don't think so. No. No. Did you challenge? Oh, no, no, no. Did you challenge? Steer. Nothing. Nothing rings a bell. Nervous ticks. <laughs> Kenny challenged himself, and uh, and I won. Won. Take it up. I would quickly. like to say that. Oh, take it your up. turn. Uh, foreplay. Lamp. Challenge from Barry Cryer. Oh, we both buzzed on that, I think. Mm. Kenny and I knew what... Not for the first time. 
<laughs> what is your challenge, Ben? The connection between <laughs> a lamp and an escapologist. <laughs> oh, pint of lager and a rub down, please. The connection between <laughs> and lamp is clearly defined. I've lost the book again. Rather, rather soiled book I've got at home, which I'm, I know you've read, Willie, because the dirty version it. of Aladdin. <laughs> If you rub the lamp, what happens? That's what I want. You're far too young, Jim. <laughs> and with Barry Crowder a clear winner, we go on to the point where I announce the late arrivals for the ball for which the teams will be providing announcements at the end of the programme. This week, the ball's been chosen by our absent regular team member, Graham Garden, and it's the Gambler's Ball. Yeah, the Gambler's mean. Ball. And we go on to a game called Translation. I'm going to give each team a, uh, member an obscure foreign phrase and ask him to translate it and give it derivation. Two points for each correct answer, ten points for each wrong one. And Barry, we're going to start with you. A little bit of French coming up for you. Hors de saison. A young lady of 16. <laughs> Excellent, yes. I'm not sure how to pronounce this one for you, Willie, but we'll call it Mi Casa Tu Casa. My house has two lavatories. <laughs> Kenny, a short and sharp one for you, Kenny. Aloha. Hello mm. is an asthmatic policeman's greeting. <laughs> Tim, here's one. This is not a terribly obscure phrase. It's very hard to pronounce. Many a mickle makes a muckle. It's a, it's a racist one, this. Uh, Manny a mickle, which is that well-known Jewish Irishman. Manny is a mickle, or a mack a muckle of the job. And it's a racist saying, um, so I'm told. Yes. <laughs> and for that reason, you're totally disqualified from that round. <laughs> but I will ask if any of you have got any further phrases which you'd like to translate for our edification. Taunt P, taunt Muir. Auntie's been to the bathroom and she's feeling much better now. <laughs> Spaghetti carbonara? My dinner's on fire? <laughs> Corps de ballet, I always thought was the sound an audience made at the ballet when one of the male dancers leapt on with his... those ludicrous tights filled with looks like the Dome of St. Paul. <laughs> and the whole audience goes... <laughs> But that's only a guess. <clears throat> and the one that always comes up in German, when German soldiers appear in films, you go, Handy Hoch! Which means the white wine is at your elbow. <laughs> <laughs> right, well, we've gone now to the Adlib poem. This oh, is one of well, my favourite rounds, because I can use the buzzer on my right here. And I'm going to give uh, someone the first line of a poem, and they continue until I buzz them, which goes like that. And the next person then continues, and the first line... Uh, that I'm going to give you is going to go to you, Tim Brooke Taylor, because I know you love this round. <laughs> and here's your first line. I thought I saw a pachyderm a creeping up on me. <laughs> I thought I saw a pachyderm as plain as plain could be. <laughs> it was a pachyderm I saw just by my right hand. It had 
one hump or maybe two this time is not scanned <laughs> <laughs> it had two I fear or is it three or more <laughs> and yet it was an elephant I thought oh crikes oh law this <laughs> elephant seems to have three humps this cannot be the norm hello there elephant I said are you are you all nice and warm <laughs> he said don't you nice and warm me <laughs> I've had an attack of humps. <laughs> Will he? And that's not three humps at all, he said. That's Bo Derek with mumps. <laughs> excellent, excellent. Now we go on to a game called Just a Minute. This is a musical round in which the team members attempt to sing a song for a minute without hesitation, repetition or deviation. Our song now is Oompa Pa. <laughs> And we'll start with you, Tim Brooke Taylor. Umpa oh. um, father, lom pater, daddy. daddy, that's how it goes. Plom, grandfather's son, mother's husband, plum, dad, da. Everyone knows they all suppose what they want to think when they hear plan. Great grandfather's grandson, great 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 grandfather's great great. Challenge from Kenny. Too great. Thanks, 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 thanks a lot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right, Sammy, your team. Kenny, will you take up the song? Yes, I will. Um, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Grandfather. Challenge from Kenny. Deviation. In what way? You can see what he's doing. Also. <laughs> now we're going to go on to another song now because Kenny won that one. Big round of applause for Kenny. <laughs> And our second song now, is, which you can start, Kenny, as you won that last one, is oh. It's a Long Way to Tipperary. Right. It's a long way to Tipperary, a truly amazing far distance to leap when you've been all over the way to this certain town. Ladies and gentlemen, um... <laughs> To the sweetest girl I knew Ta-ta, Piccadilly See you later, Lester Scrum Morning, Dan Christians <laughs> <laughs> yes. Well done, Willie <laughs> Wine. We've got a round now that is called Complete Speeches. For this next round, we're going to play some extracts from famous speeches, and we're going to ask the teams to complete them one at a time. One mark for a correct answer. And we're going to go to you, Kenny, first of all. Oh. And here's a speech from Edward Kennedy. My fellow Democrats, 
and my fellow Americans. I have come here tonight <laughs> to swim a couple of lengths <laughs> for charity. <laughs> Okay, Tim, here's a speech by Neil Kinnock. I think my son's verdict on all these matters is probably the most perceptive. Dad, he said to me several weeks ago, I really would like someone like you to be leader of the Labour Party. That's because I'm a Tory, Dad. <laughs> right, Barry Cryer, for you <laughs> now, we have a, a speech by the Foreign Minister of South Africa... South Africa is a free country where the press is free, the rack is free, the thumbscrews are free, <laughs> but the Iron Maiden's at home with Dennis. <laughs> and for Willie Rushton, we have uh, an oration, to the only word for it, from Ian Paisley. And people right across the whole province. High and low, rich and poor, middle classes, working classes, and the upper classes have all been saying to me, What? <laughs> oh, let's have another round of that. Let's do that. <laughs> Diction, diction. <laughs> Kenny Everett, over to you again to complete this speech by Michael Hazeltine. You don't go around expecting people to squirt paint over you, and so it does have a sort of momentary shock, but uh, I don't think it has more than that. In any way, Margaret apologised. <laughs> <laughs> and some people think it's a flat jacket. <laughs> Tim, Hello. that bonus point oh. unattained, we go on to... <laughs> complete a speech by Freddie Laker. I can tell you that hundreds and thousands of pounds are poured into this office with nice people, old age pensioners, children that have sent money in here to try and help me. And all I can say is there's one born every minute. <laughs> Sorry, Freddie. For okay, points. Barry, here's a speech for you by David Steele. If you have actually gone in and knelt on the stool and taken the oath and kissed the sovereign's hand and all that, you find yourself saying, Jeremy, why do I have to do all this? <laughs> <laughs> Once again, something inspiring for you, Willie Rushton. This oh, yes. is uh, a speech by John Selwyn Gummer at the Tory conference. Oh. Now, we've got work to do. We must turn those voters into members. <laughs> or vice versa, like this. <laughs> Well, according to the delectable Samantha, the scores are Pim and Willie 408, Barry and Kenny. Now, sound good. Good. 
Using only the immense versatility of their voices, each team will now in turn give us a charade of a play, film, a bit of music, a picture, a book, or whatever. The other team will then have to guess what it is or why they bother to do it. And the answer will go up on our electronic scoreboard here in the studio. <laughs> While for you at home, a mystery voice will reveal all. Mein Kampf. Mein Kampf. And this is your charade, Kenny and Barry. Oh. Uh, it's uh, a book. Could you tell us the name of the book? <laughs> Later. Are you doing it in syllables? We're or doing it all, all in one. All We're in going one. to do it all in one. How okay, where you go. Uh, no. Sorry, fair enough. Two words. Book. Book's one word. <laughs> carry on, carry on, Barry. Right. Oh, it's ever so, so dark and cold down here. Well, it's been so long, hasn't it? I mean, oh, that's, that's all over now. We're back here again. Yeah. Are you seeing strange? I haven't looked. I can't. Get so mucky down here, I don't mm. can't even tell whether my mascara's run or not. It's awful, awful. The end. <laughs> Coal miner's daughter. Yeah. Coal miner's son. It sounded like. Fiddler on oh. the puff. <laughs> Campery. Thank you. Oh. Campery and soda. <laughs> <laughs> It's a dark down here. Don't help. Oh, ah, yes, I know. Ah, mine camp. So, Tim and Willie, you've got to do a charade now, and the name of it is going up on our board, and here's the mystery voice to tell you at home. The Cane Mutiny. The Cane Mutiny. What is it you're going to do, Tim? Go home. We're going to do a book, play, and film. This, this is, and it's three words. And it's all at once. It's all at once. Not a lot of people know that I left the country, not because I didn't want to pay the... Well, I didn't want to pay the... I'd love to be in this country. I really would love the to be in this country. The general feeling on the poop was it was a damn good idea. Well, but I'm, I'm a... You know, I'm an Englishman, and my heart is here, and I'd like to live here. Well, I wish your heart was somewhere else, quite frankly, instead of all of us. Look, you're giving me trouble, mate. Yes. Ah, that's a clue. Uh, <laughs> um, That's quite sufficient. I, I think. think so, yeah. <laughs> it was getting very interesting. I was enjoying it. Yes. Willie was getting stroppy while mm. sitting on a chocolate bar. Mutiny on the bounty. Oh. <laughs> Bounty's right. <laughs> Mutiny's on Wednesdays and Saturdays. No. Uh, wait a minute. Not look, people know that. Michael Caine. Michael Caine. The Caine Mutiny! The audience here is clearly astounded with your brilliance. And we're going to get you to do another shard, Kenny and Barry. Here it is going up on the electronic scoreboard. And here's the mystery voice to tell you at home. The Planet Suite. The Planet Suite. Right, what is it you're going to do? We thought we'd go for a departure here in Sound Charades. This is music. Carry on. We're doing it all in one. Hey, Barry. Yeah? What's that you're eating in? A mouse bar. I'm not very good on the Rolling Stones. <laughs> <laughs> <I'm just 
Host. The thing, no, many streets, many chocolate streets, streets, Excellent. Margie's making eyes at me, I thought. Very good now. Get ready for your story, for your charade, Tim and Willie. Uh, here it is going up on the board, and here's the mystery voice to tell you. The never-ending story. The never-ending story. Okay, now what is it? This is a book and a film. Right, doing it all in one. How many words? All in one. Uh, Twenty-seven. <laughs> That's a lie, but it gives us a vague start. <laughs> Four would be closer. Four. Book and film. Yes. And they lived happily ever after. No, they didn't, in fact. Um, <laughs> the, uh, the wolf actually got up again and uh, leapt on top of them. Uh, and then they lived happily ever after? No, they didn't live happily ever after, but the elephant got better. Ah! <laughs> so, so, children, the elephants lived happily ever after. No, 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 he lived happily ever after, but it sort of trod on them, so that didn't sort of... <laughs> They didn't live happily ever after, after the elephant had trodden on them. Uh, roll the credits, would you? Uh, no. no, it's not actually time for the credits yet, oh. um, because uh, we've got part two yet. I see. And, um, nauseam. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like the never-ending story. Great. <laughs> <Right. laughs> it was the costume right, that gave it away. <laughs> Samantha, if you can tell us the score, show us the score. <laughs> that puts uh, Kenny Everidge in the lead. And Barry Cryer. <laughs> Barry Cryer with an awful lot to do. At this point, at this point I'd better correct a score which uh, was given in last week's game of Stump. You may remember that Graham won with a suit clearance in spades. And in fact, though, he shouldn't have been able to rough Willie's deuce because his five slam was in hock. This means that when we pick up the game next week, Tim will be leading with four straights and three flush stumps, and Graham will owe 18 pounds. <laughs> I'd like to thank the many listeners who wrote in to point out this rather obvious mistake. <laughs> I'm very sorry, although not as sorry as Graham. <laughs> so here we come to the point, having got that straight, where I ask the teams to announce the late arrivals at the Gambler's Ball, which was uh, uh, suggested for their amusement by Graham Garden himself. Oh, bless it. Mr. and Mrs. Cards with their children, Kerry Packer and Mary Decker. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, here he comes, Mr. Bernard Cribbage. <laughs> Please really give a welcome to that nymphomaniac race car, Honor Certainty. <laughs> <laughs> it's cabaret time. Will you welcome Bert Baccarat, <laughs> Shemi Davis, Paul Banker? <laughs> And Miss Roulette Linska. <laughs> <laughs> All the way from Scotland, will you welcome Andy Cap, Jockey Club, and Stuart's Inquiry. <laughs> which was caused by his friend Duncan Disorderly. <laughs> will you welcome, please, that well-known Dickensian pontoon player, <laughs> <laughs> Oliver Twist. <laughs> the ambidextrous rake has just arrived. Couple of bob each way. <laughs> He's just left that card game and gone over to join the crack game. He's just said, hold my hand, I'm a stranger with a paradise. <laughs> <laughs> you do realise crap shooting's out of season. <laughs> Have you heard me work? 
friends, Betty will and Betty won't. <laughs> Would you welcome, please, Eve Ann Money? She's very popular. In fact, she's Eve Ann's favourite. <laughs> Eve Ann's favourite. Oh, yeah. Ah, here comes favourite. She won't be here for long. <laughs> At which point, with Samantha informing me that the scores are delicately poised... <laughs> and so is she. <laughs> We've come to the end of uh, tonight's programme, so join us again next time. Until then, goodbye. Harry Cryer, Tim Brooks-Taylor, Kenny Everett and Willie Rushton were being given silly things to do by Humphrey Littleton, with Colin Sell setting some of them to music. The programme was produced by Paul Mayhew Archer. And there's a second chance to hear that on Monday at half past six.